right? Or if all of a sudden you you know you haven't changed anything else and you're gaining all this weight, it's not big or your skin's breaking out. It's not because of the food, right? It's not because oh my god, I need to go get like fucking Chisandra for my naturopath. No, that's a herb by the way, an adaptogen. Um, no, it's not that. It is because you are probably holding on to some trauma, and so your body is creating this physical manifestation. Hello and welcome to the Feminine as Fuck podcast. I'm your host, Monica Yates, a period and ICF certified women's life coach, and I help women to harness the power of their period and connect to their feminine flow. In these episodes, we will be talking about all things periods, hormones, confidence, health, food, money, sex, business, feminine flow, your brain, energy, and all the stuff that goes through our heads. You will walk away from each episode with new chicken nuggets and truth bombs, as I don't have a filter and I love talking about all the shit that people are thinking but too afraid to say. Hi guys, um, quick thing before this podcast just quickly starts. This is an episode that actually relates to men and women. Um, I didn't really preface this at the beginning, so I want to say this now. Like men have body image issues, weight loss issues, X, Y, and Z, just like we do. So this is for not just women, it's also for men. Is this recording? We never know. Yes, it's recording. Hi, friends. Welcome back. I feel like I haven't recorded an episode in a while, probably because I fucking haven't. Um, but I had a really good like download the other day, other morning in bed, and I was actually talking to one of my clients about this. And I feel like I feel like I'm ready to talk about this. And it's it's controversial. Like, what the fuck isn't controversial that I talk about? But I actually feel like it needs to be um, it needs to be talked about. And, um, yeah, I feel like it needs to be talked about. I feel like a lot of people are thinking it, but no one is saying it, um, because people will interpret it the wrong way. So I'm going to do my best to share this in the correct, like with the correct terminology, language, whatever. First thing that I want to say going into this subject about body love and weight loss and trauma being stored in your body is that everything that I am talking about, we are doing from a place of love. So we are losing weight from a place of love. We are healing trauma from a place of love. We are not saying I hate myself and therefore I have to do X, Y, and Z. We are saying I love myself. I'm grateful for my body. Therefore, I want to do X, Y, and Z because I love my body. Okay. So before I jump in, quick thing, Queen Alchemy is nearly completely sold out for the last round of 2020. So make sure that if you haven't already booked in your space, uh, there is like four or five spaces left. So please make sure that you get on that ASAP so you don't miss out because otherwise you'll have to wait like five months till February next year, which is a while away. Um, and you can see all the testimonials, all the proof X, Y, and Z in my Instagram highlights. And then also on the webpage, um, this shit works for fucking everybody. And it's amazing. And I'm so excited every round to take another group of women through this journey. Um, and if you don't know, it's not just like a, Oh great. I have to add 50 things to my fucking to-do list to like be in my feminine. No, no, no. It's about like integrating this stuff into your life that, that won't add 50 things to your to-do list. Cause like, fuck that. No one has time for that shit. And it's really about doing the deeper work to heal the, like heal the shit that has caused you to not be in your feminine. And then naturally you'll be really in your feminine. Like guys, I don't do a million practices a day to get me into my feminine. I don't spend an hour doing breast massage and a jade egg practice every fucking morning. I do like the, I'm a very, I live a very normal life. Like 
it's funny. A lot of people think that I'm very, very woo woo. And I am like, I, I have like a 50, 50, I have a very 50, 50 split. It's actually even in my birth chart. People have said it to me, um, where I am 50% woo, 50% rational. That actually I'm able to use as like a, a superpower in my coaching and stuff because I know when to say to my clients, I know when to do the woo and I know when to be really rational. And also I really hold space for the human experience. I'm not just like, oh, trust the process when it's like, fuck that shit. So, um, so that's kind of my power when it comes to my coaching amongst the fact that like somehow I am magical and do random shit for people. I don't even know how. So if you've lost your period, you can't fall pregnant, major trauma, confidence issues, sex issues, you know, men like, like communicating with men issues, any of that stuff. If you just, if you haven't done any fucking work on yourself, get your ass into queen alchemy because it will change your life. So that is that. Um, I think that's all I have to say about that, but yeah, I'm always so excited to welcome each round of women in and let's just jump into this. I feel like I had to say something to you guys. Like I had to tell you something and I can't even fucking remember. Um, I don't think so. Anyway, if you are in Witch Room Wisdom though, we're doing the intuition training tomorrow. So, um, if you haven't joined Witch Room Wisdom, you may want to fucking join so that you can join that intuition training cause it's like a live training. So you need to be in it. Okay. So let's talk about losing weight from a place of love. I really disagree with the idea that weight loss is only bad and like quote unquote diets are only bad and it's a form of hating your body. I also disagree that body positivity or body confidence, there's so many words and I think that, I think if I'm correct, body positivity and body confidence and body love are technically, I feel like someone's going to Susan me or Karen me and say they're all different things. I don't know the exact correct word guys, because I've saw an Instagram post of someone saying, and I think it was during the BLM movement saying that the, one of the body movements started for as part of BLM and now it's been appropriated. So if I'm saying the wrong thing, apologies in advance, but it's not my intention. So I'm talking about body positivity. I, and if that's the wrong terminology, it's not my intention. So I disagree that body positivity is about eating whatever the fuck you want and listening to your body, AKA never working out. You know how people you see on Instagram of just like, and this I'm not targeting as anybody. And again, like you guys can all have your own choice, but I feel like this needs to be said, take what you want, leave the rest. I do not, I do not agree with this, like this image being put out of you can love your body and eat a pile of sugar, a pile of fucking vegetable oil and a pile of crap all the time because that's what I want and that's fine. I actually think that's fucking rude. I think that's so fucking disrespectful to your body. My argument is, and I think also like if you've been in a serious physical accident, you've got a slightly different perspective on this. Like I've been in my ski accident. Your body fights for you every day. Every day, your body is fighting for you despite the shit ton of toxic load we put on it, the amount of stress that we are exposed to, the crap we put in our mouths, the energetic trauma that we imprint into ourselves or other people imprint into us, however you want to see it. And every day, our body still shows up, our heart keeps beating, our liver keeps working, we keep shitting, we keep going, and our body is like, I love you, so I want to keep showing up for you. So it literally, in my mind, don't you want to, don't you want to do like a little bit of something in return? Don't you want to like support your body a little bit by like eating, like uh, eating good food and supporting it? I do. Like when I, I people always say to me like, Monica, you're so fucking healthy. You're so good. And I'm like, I don't even see it as healthy. I just see it as normal. I'm used to it. I don't see it as overly healthy 
healthy. I don't see it as anything weird. Like me going out drinking and coming home and taking a pile of supplements. Some people go like, my God, you're so good. And like, yes, I am good. But it's not because I am like, oh my God, I drank it so bad. I'm like, I drank, I had fun. And now I'm going to support my liver and my gut and my body to do its thing whilst I'm asleep so I can feel good tomorrow. That's what's going on in my head. It's not, oh my God, so much shame for going out and drinking. Now I have to like take a million supplements and eat healthy the next day. I want to take the supplements. I want to eat healthy to support my body. Also, I just want to preface guys, this year um, with COVID happening and a lot of people are struggling with this. So I'm, I know I'm not alone in this. I've never had like major skin issues or anything. Um, never had acne, any of that stuff. Like, of course, when I was in year 12 or you're in year 11, I was like, oh my God, I have pimples. But like, it was nothing to be honest. I was just being fucking stupid. Um, what was I going to say? But the stress of being so far away from my home, it's definitely showing up in my skin where, I mean, you wouldn't be able to see it on Instagram because it's not like horrendous by any means, but like, it's just a few pimples on my jawline that I keep getting. Um, and it's a hundred percent stress related and they're like, they're deep, they're deep ones. They're not like little pimples. They're just like, you know, whatever. They're like the ones that hurt, like the cystic ones that like fucking hurt when you're talking and I'll just get like one at a time. And it's really annoying and it's my body telling me I'm stressed. So our body's always communicating something to us. And whilst obviously the situation that I'm in, I'm doing everything that I can so I don't beat myself up about it. Your body is communicating to you that something is wrong. And a lot of people just now cover it up with, I have to love my body the way it is. And my argument is you can be grateful for your body and want to have and want to better your body, if that makes sense. So I'm going to use my own example to help you guys to see this. So if you've been following me for a long time, like a long time, you would have seen that like probably like three years ago, three, four years ago, when I kind of just, when I, when I just started my Instagram and back then it was called in my bowls, lol, hated that fucking name. Um, and it was about, it was a food blog, right? And I quit sugar and I still, I still don't eat sugar. I eat a little bit of fruit now in summertime, but more of like a sensual practice as you guys would see on my fucking Instagram stories. Um, but I don't like I don't, I don't eat sugar. Like I don't eat snacks and like, I don't eat sugary things. I don't eat dessert. I don't really eat ice cream unless I'm like in Italy or in Paris, as you guys would have seen. And even still, I have to have the dark, dark, dark chocolate gelato. So it's not very sweet. It's quite bitter. Anyway. So like a couple of years ago when I lost my period and I was starting my food blog, you guys would have seen I was fucking skinny. I was like, literally like you, if you saw me, you would have thought that I was anorexic, but no one could figure it out because I was eating so much food. And FYI, I want to preface, I'm eating the same food that I did back then and I have a different body right now. And I'm going to go through all of this because I think I want to hit every point in this. I want to hit every single point in this podcast. So please don't turn the podcast off. Listen to the whole entire thing. Anyway, so back then I was eating like more than my dad, but it was because of, because my body wasn't working properly because of the pill, as in like I'd come off the pill and my body was shutting down. 
um, I wasn't absorbing any of my food. I would just shit my food out. I wasn't absorbing any nutrients. It was really bad. Like I literally would like, we'd actually joke about it in my family. I would eat a bowl of like zoodles. I actually, I'd eat like four bowls of zoodles and like so much pesto. I'd eat whole bags of almonds, like ridiculous, right? I would eat so much food and it wouldn't go anywhere. And I would shit it straight out. Like I would look in the toilet guys and I would see zoodles. Like my body did not break food down anyway. So I was dropping weight like the fucking clappers and Obviously, initially you're like, this is great. I can eat whatever the fuck I want and I'm losing weight because back then I didn't have the body confidence that I now have now. I didn't have, at this point I'd done no work around my femininity. I still thought being a woman and having a cycle, having a period was the worst thing fucking ever. So I thought, oh my God, I have no period and I'm a stick. This is awesome. I look great. And I didn't look great. I looked fucking sick. I didn't look great and I didn't feel great, but I thought it was great because I was comparing myself and I didn't have this like deep, deep, deep love for my body. Right. It was kind of like this very superficial love for my body. You know, like it was just like a super official kind of thing towards my body because I didn't understand the feminine. I didn't, I didn't have appreciation for curves. I didn't have appreciation for my bum. I didn't have appreciation for the ability to be able to hold a child. I didn't know. And I didn't understand that sexy was an energy and confidence was an energy. I thought it was a look, right? And you get this look from Victoria's Secret models was where I'd get it from. I literally remember like watching these fucking Victoria's Secret shows, right? That's where I would get it from. Um, And I wouldn't get it from this deepness within me, this depth within me. Anyway, so then fast forward, I got my period back. That was fine. Then I started, I was eating the exact same. I started putting on weight as I should because my body was actually like fucking making hormones. Thank God. Got my libido back, got my period back, actually wanted to have sex with men, like all that kind of stuff. Because beforehand, it was just like not even on my radar, like zero libido whatsoever. Absolutely no desire. Um, Anyway, and I literally remember I was like in a relationship at the time and I remember my boyfriend wanting me to like stay over. I was like kind of early on in our relationship, but he jumped to the boyfriend thing pretty quickly, which totally fine. I'm here for that. I fucking hate this like long dating thing and playing a game anyway. And I remember we were at his party and he wanted me to stay over and he was like cuddling me. And I was actually so turned off by it. Um, in hindsight, I was like, that's fucking not right. And it was because of my, because I had no fucking libido and I like had no interest in men, which obviously isn't normal. Cause now all I want to do is have sex all day. Anyway, like that's the dream day. Have sex all fucking day. Just look at men like, oh, yum. Anyway, beside the point, point being fast forward. I then had my ski accident. Now this was, so I got my, I got, I got my curves back, which I loved. I, I, I was, obviously it was a little bit of like a head fuck in the beginning, but I, so the first thing was I really, I had this epiphany moment and I remember I was walking down my street in Sydney and I actually said it on my Instagram story. I think I, I do remember saying this, um, that I would rather, I had an epiphany that I would rather have an ass than have no libido. I would rather have boobs than have no libido. And a lot of you actually replied to that Instagram story. This was years ago when it was my food blog. Oh no, I think I, no, at this point I started talking about all the period stuff as well. Yeah, I had, I had. But a lot of you responded to that being like, damn, that like hit home. And the truth is I would much rather have a sex drive. I'd much rather have a glow. I'd much rather be able to hold a child if I wanted to fall pregnant. And I'd much rather exude sex appeal than feel like shit in my body. Anyway, so, um, was feeling great. Then I had, I love my body. Then I had my ski accident and that then put everything that then like put a, sp- a, sp- a spanner in the works. Right. And of course, naturally, actually, naturally I lost a 
fuck ton of muscle because I was in a wheelchair for three months. So I was, I lost a pile of muscle, but I started to gain fat in the form of like cellulite. Now I was no, I was by no means fat. Is that what I'm saying? Um, but because of the amount of stress in my body and the amount of cortisol and adrenaline, like I, and so in my family, just to put into perspective, just so we understand my, my body shape and my genes, cause we are all different right now. You can naturally be curvier than me. And I'm not saying you have to lose weight. This is about, and when I'm talking about trauma and, and weight, which I'll talk about in a second, I'm talking about, if you know, my body is meant to be a size 8, 10, 12, 14, and all of a sudden I'm a size 16, for example, then you're like, that to me, that is like, oh, there's trauma or all oh, there's, oh, maybe I want to lose some weight. I'm not saying you need to go from a size 16 to an 8. I'm not saying an 8 is the right size. I'm saying what is your equilibrium for your body that you know this is healthy. Okay, so my equilibrium for my body will actually vary. Let's be real. It varies for the fucking clothing designer because like it changes like Zimmerman runs so fucking small. I'm like, who is this made for? But then other companies like it just changes. Right. So it's like aloe yoga. I'm an extra small in their leggings, but then Zimmerman, I'm a medium in their pants because I have quite nice. So it totally varies on the designer, obviously. But what I want to preface is, so in my family, me, mom, and uh, my sister, we all have very, very similar body shapes. We all have a bum and we all have boobs and we've, we all like are, t- are smaller at the waist. Now we all have quite toned stomachs. Naturally, I've always had a, like, I've always, I've not struggled with, I've not struggled with weight on my stomach by any means. And neither is my sister and neither has my mom when we are all in full health, right? We all have booties. We all fucking love them. And my, my, my mom actually, mom used to have like massive knockers, but then she had three kids. And then, um, she still has got like a good, like good size boobs. I've got D's and then my sister's probably got a C or a D just in case anyone's wondering for bra size. So anyway, I was trying to put it in perspective. Anyway, so point being, um, I had my ski accident and I started to get cellulite on my stomach. Now that was unheard of for me and I've never struggled heavily with cellulite, but I started to like on my bum and down my thighs, obviously because I couldn't walk for three months. And then even when I was able to start learning how to walk, it took me another like three months to even be able to walk without crutches and to be able to confident in that. And then what another year before I could even start exercising properly. Um, and then also, so I had my accident on my left leg. And so that meant that I had no lymphatic system. Basically my lymphatic system wasn't working properly for at least three months because your lymphatic system, you've got like quote unquote pumps, right? And there's pumps on the bottom of your feet. So that's why when you're walking, your lymphatic system gets going. Or when you're jumping, your lymphatic system, lymphatic system gets going and it's clearing out all this toxic load, which is really important for not having a pile of cellulite, for example, or not gaining a pile of weight and not having this toxic load in your body. Now I was lying all day in bed or lying all day on the sofa, pretty much crying and just being high on drugs. Um, so I had no lymphatic system except for when my dad would, I'd get like cramps in my feet and my knee would get really sore and the blood flow would like start really hurting. So my dad would like 
put his, he'd like pump my feet basically, like squeeze my feet to get my blood pumping through my body because that was all we could do because I couldn't stand up or anything. Anyway, um, and so during that point in time, and I have like pictures on my phone, I look back at them sometimes being like, like, wow, not in like a terrible way, but just like how far I've come. Um, and I had cellulite on my stomach and it was the first time in forever. And I remember, I remember being quite, quite upset about it because I, at this point, I have a lot of body literacy. So I really understand my body and it was quite traumatic, like lying there and knowing I can't do anything for my body right now. I'm pumping it full of drugs because I have to, because otherwise my stress response is going to be more out of control than what it already is. Um, and I can't move. I can't exercise. I'm eating healthy. I'm eating the same. I was downing bone broth. I was downing all the veggies, like all that, all that usual stuff. I was eating a lot less than usual, but I was gaining weight because of the amount of cortisol in my body. I was losing a shit ton of muscle though. Anyway, then once I could start to walk again, uh, that was all great, but just imagine this. So now I can walk again. I'd moved to Sydney, but I was having really bad, um, oh shit, what's the word? Really bad phantom pains where I would, if anyone was near my leg, if someone like in bed, like brushed up against my leg, I would freak the fuck out. Um, if I nearly hit my leg into something or if somebody touched it, or if even, even if a piece of clothing touched my leg, it would cause the most insane stress response in my body. It was like I was dying. It was out of control because I was just like so protective of my leg and whatever, a lot of trauma there. So, uh, and then imagine going to the physio two to three times a week and being stressed out of your mind for an hour as they're massaging you or as they're dry needling or as they're trying to bend and straighten your leg to get rid of all the scar tissue. And I had two more surgeries as well after the first surgery. So for about 18 months, my body was just nonstop pumping cortisol through my system. And then once I could start training again and like exercising, I had to obviously build my strength up. So I was doing a lot of weight stuff in the physio, in the, uh, with the physio and it was stressful as fuck and it was painful as fuck because as some of you would have known, I had to get my third operation to get my metal taken out because the metal, where the metal was sitting basically every time that I would bend and like squat my, the way that your muscles work in your knee it's hard to explain without like you seeing a picture, but just understand this. Every time I would bend my knee, the, the one of my muscles, it would glide over the metal plate and it would rub on the metal. And the pain was like, I would start crying in the middle of like a fucking gym session because it would be so painful. So I was then having that all the time. It was just a lot, right? It was a lot. So during that time I gained weight and I was not eating. This is the key thing. I was not eating any differently. That's what I want you guys to nail, to understand. I wasn't eating any differently. And I'm saying this because food isn't just a factor. There's trauma, there's stress, there's hormones. So many things affect your weight and your the way that your skin is reacting to things, whether you've got skin issues, whether you've got hormonal issues, libido issues, X, Y, and Z. Anyway, and I feel like people just so easily jump to like, oh, I'm eating too much or like got a calorie count or got to just exercise more. And in this case, exercising more, well, that wasn't fucking an option, was it? And it wasn't about the food. It was about the fact that my body was stressed out of its fucking mind. And rightfully so. Now I wasn't shaming my body during this time. In fact, I've never had so much gratitude for my body as what I did during this time in my life. 
because I became grateful for the fact that I could make my own food. I became grateful that I could take myself to the bathroom and then I could get a glass of water without double, without thinking twice. I mean, when I wasn't able to do that, when I wasn't able to get things for myself, I would wait. Or no, I even remember when I was first on crutches, but it was so stressful to get to the bathroom. Um, this is when I was like learning to walk again. I would hold my pee for as long as possible so I could take the least amount of trips to the bathroom during the day. And I would wait till I was starving hungry so I wouldn't have to like crawl down the stairs too many times because I couldn't walk down the stairs at home. I had to like go on my bum and that was so stressful even doing that because I'd sometimes like be really scared of slipping or my foot would get stuck and I would, I would bend my knee and it would really fucking hurt. And it was just really traumatic. So I would, I would you know, try and do the least amount that I could in a day. So when I could, you know, take myself to the bathroom, I was so grateful. So I then had this whole new level of respect for my body of what it had been through and how I was able to, you know, get through all of this and how, how strong I was getting and, and, and X, Y, and Z. And it was a fucking journey and it was hard, but I had so much gratitude for my body because every day it was showing up for me and it didn't give it didn't give out. Like, and if I, I found out later on that if I did the exact same injury to the outside of my leg, I would have lost my leg. So I had no hate towards my body at this point at all. Obviously there were days where it was frustrating. It was frustrating that I couldn't fit into my clothes. It was frustrating that I had cellulite on places that I used to never have cellulite. But now but but I also I actually just to preface I now have this like little bit of cellulite on the front of my thigh which I never had before my ski accident on my left leg and now I see it as like a story like it's part of my story it's like I used to fucking hate my scar like I used to hate my scar and now I like love it like I look at it and I like I show it to people I love it it took me a long time but it's a story it's part of me and it's part of a really big part of my journey anyway Um, so then once I was able to fully heal myself and I was walking again, I was exercising again, all that jazz. And I was able to go skiing again, blah, blah, blah. I started to continue to put on a little bit of weight and not, I don't want to say weight, weight. It was like puffiness is what it was. And I'm sure if you guys have watched my journey, I'm sure some of you have picked it up. It was puffiness. And long story short, the puffiness wasn't about the food that I was eating. The puffiness was actually about trauma that I was still holding in my body in relation to, this was the key thing, in relation to, I was afraid that if I if I kind of claimed that I wanted to lose weight, that that was me hating my body. And I was afraid that if I started to lose weight by exercising more and just like making sure that I wasn't eating like gallons of olive oil and that kind of stuff, because obviously it does add up. Um, I was worried that I was going to lose my period again because I, I didn't want to get skinny. I didn't want to get skinny like I used to. And I was afraid that if I started to like, you know, really put my focus or like a bit of focus into losing weight, that I would lose my period again because of stress on my body. That's what I was afraid of. So I kept avoiding it um, until it kind of got to a point where my family actually said something to me of, we're worried about you. Are you really stressed? Are you okay, Monica? And it was, I remember it. It was, it was so horrible because I felt so, I felt so lost because I didn't, when was this? This was like August of last year. This was like August of last year. I felt so lost because I, and so stressed about it because I was eating 
perfectly. Like perfectly. I eat no grains, no sugar, no dairy, no gluten, no vegetable oil. I eat veggies, healthy fats, and meats. I was exercising regularly and it was obviously the most amount of exercise I've done in fucking years because of my ski accident. Um, and, and I was, and I was getting puffier and it wasn't like I was stacking on weight. It was like puffiness. It was like, I was just like expanding with puffiness. I don't know how to explain it anyway. And yeah, it turns out that what the subconscious fear was that was if I lost weight, I would lose my period again. And I was so afraid of getting that skinny because I was not happy when I was that skinny. And I didn't feel like a woman because I really, I personally feel like a woman when I've got my bum. I've got my boobs and I've got my curves. Like that's how, that's how for me, I feel really womanly. I feel fucking sexy X, Y, and Z. And I'm not saying that you have to have the same body as me. That's just me. Right. And I was afraid that if I started to work out more and lose the weight that I would lose my libido and lose all my hormones and go down that journey again. And I did not want to fucking do that anyway. So we, I got rid of that fucking subconscious belief. I was like, that's fucking bullshit because I know, I know how to, I know how to do this now. And I was in a very different situation back then when I was, you know, when I was coming off the pill X, Y, and Z. So as I'm sure some of you have seen, I lost some weight and I don't weigh myself. I don't fucking know like what's, I don't know what weight I am or anything like that, but I could tell that I lost weight because I lost weight around my waist and I had gained a bit of weight around that time. Like I said, from my ski accident and then from all the cortisol pumping through my body and my clothes just fit better. Like I went down, I went down a size in my clothes, like all that kind of stuff. So just like the usual, right? So I always say to my clients when we're doing, when we're talking about weight loss, like you never fucking weigh yourself. We're doing this based on how you feel in your body and how you see yourself in the mirror. And then also like obviously your clothes. So when I look in the mirror, I fucking love my body like so much. And I work out because I love it. And the funny thing is like I do Pilates religiously and like my leg is so fucking strong now. It's the strongest it's been and like since my ski accident, I guess. Um, and it's makes me so proud and so excited to like go skiing again and whatnot. Oh my God, I'm so fucking excited. Queen Alchemy is back and it is better than ever. Of course, there is updates. All the details are on my website and there is an IGTV that you can also watch for all the updates, but it's blended with the mastermind now. So you are getting so much fucking content, juice, trauma work, embodiment work, energy clearing, healing, everything basically reprogramming of your mind and your body um, over the next seven weeks, both in the group calls and also in your one-on-one call with me. If you are wanting to live a life where you are turned fucking on, where you feel sexy, where you are embodied in your confidence, where drawing boundaries is easy, where you're able to open your heart and understand men, you're able to be in that delicious receptive energy, you need to get your ass and your pussy into Queen Alchemy because it is a fucking vibe. We're going to be healing all of your trauma and everything that's holding you back in life so that you are finally living a life where you have that inner peace and you are turned fucking on and radiating every second of every day. And I work out because I love the fuck out of my body and I love I love feeling strong because when I didn't feel strong during my ski accident, I felt so shit. All I remember, I remember this so clearly. I what I didn't when I when I was recovering from my ski accident, I didn't even give a fuck about losing weight. I just wanted to get strong again. I wanted to feel like I could hold my body up because I'd lost that much muscle that I didn't even feel like I could hold my body up. Like it would hurt to stand for too long because my muscles were that weak. So all I wanted to do was to be able to be strong again. And now I'm like really strong again, which is amazing. So um, anyway, so I don't really know when I, uh, so I started then to like, 
I started to be a little more cautious and not in a, not in a restrictive way of just making sure that I wasn't overeating like fats, for example, that I wasn't over because, you know, fats are obviously super important for you. Anti-inflammatory, like really good, but like, let's be real. I probably was like drowning my food in a bit too much olive oil. Like if I'm going to be real and I wasn't, this was the key thing. I really had to boost my metabolism. So I had to go through like a bit of a phase where I had to really like do a lot more, uh, do a bit more like cardio and, um, like, uh, like muscle stuff, like, like really intense Pilates burn classes to get my muscle back, um, to boost my metabolism. And now my metabolism's like really strong again. So I'm like burning through my food so I can eat a lot more and it doesn't really go anywhere. Whereas beforehand I wasn't doing that. So like even, you know, when I was living in New York, because you rack up 20, 30,000 steps a day, you don't feel the need to exercise as much. But the problem was that because of my ski accident, I'd lost so much muscle that my metabolism was still struggling and my thyroid is still struggling. So I actually really needed, like during lockdown, I spent so much time doing Pilates that I built my muscle back up. And so it revved my metabolism back up um, and, and whatnot. So anyway, there were so many components to this journey for me. And I was why I'm sharing it with you guys. So many components for me where I had to do the trauma stuff. And then I also needed to boost my metabolism, do that health side of things. But what was really important was I was, I had this belief that it was wrong to want to lose weight. I had this belief that if I claimed that I wanted to lose weight, that I was saying I hated my body. And the key thing was, I didn't fucking hate my body. In fact, I've never been more grateful for my body. And that's why it was really hard for me in the beginning to wrap my head around of like, I'm so grateful for my body because I can walk again that I don't, I, 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 I literally could not look at my body and go, oh, I need to lose weight because I had such deep love for it. And at the same time, I was like, I was a little bit like, why am I getting puffier, but I'm eating the same anyway. And it was this subconscious belief of like, I also need to protect myself again. I need to protect myself. And this is a very, very common pattern with trauma and weight loss of if you're trying to protect yourself because of any kind of subconscious belief. And obviously mine was also don't lose my period again. And so, and because, because I'd lost my period when I was skinny, like anorexic skinny, it's very easy to see. And I want to also um, just make a statement that I've, I have never had an eating disorder. It was, I got, I got really skinny because of my hormones. And again, I want to share this with you guys, because I think a lot of people just assume that, um, you know, it's only about what you put in your mouth and it's nothing about your hormones and there's a big hormonal component to it. Anyway, so I, it's very easy to see how my subconscious made the belief that if I am really skinny, I'll have no period. And if I'm not skinny, I will have a period. So let's keep holding on to weight to make sure I keep my period back. Cause as, as you guys would have known, I lost my period for a second time when I had my ski accident and I really wanted to keep it around. So my body was like, well, let's keep stacking on the weight to keep it around. Right. And if we lose weight, then I'm going to lose my period again, which obviously wasn't the case. So I've, I've, you know, like I was able to lose weight and I love my body with where it's at right now. I was able to lose weight, you know, um, over the last, I don't know, eight months, like just in a very healthy way, just exercising, exercising more and doing different exercise, not just walking every day, but instead like doing more muscle stuff. Um, and what was I going to say? Um, and I've lost, I've lost weight. What was I going to say? Um, oh, and I haven't lost, I have not lost my period. I have not lost my period whatsoever. My period hasn't gone like really light or MIA. I've had my period issues this year as we all have with Corona in terms of cycles getting shorter, longer, them coming early, 
a little bit late. I've had like an odd cramp here or there, which is unheard of for me, but it's not diet related. It's stress and Corona fucking related. It's actually, it's actually a lot of like the collective energy. Whenever I'll have a shitty period, my friends will as well. When I say shitty, I mean nothing compared to the average, like compared to the average woman and her periods. But um, it's a collective energy that I'm holding and I'm like processing that for everyone. That kind of happens when you're an empath. Anyway, let me take a cup of a sip of my tea. One sec. Talking so quickly. Anyway, so um, so yeah, my body is where it's meant to be at. Um, um, feeling really toned again and just how how my body like used to be and whatnot and feeling really like confident and strong and all that kind of jazz. And so this is really like a permission piece, guys, of like I've done this from a place of love for my body. I did this because I was like my body is holding and like a bit too much weight for me. I'm not, I shouldn't be, I shouldn't be this puffy. This isn't normal for me. Let's change some shit. Now in the beginning of me realizing, of me realizing this, I actually started eating more fats. I started eating more fats and that worked for a while. I was eating more fats and less carbs that worked for a while. Then it halted again. And then I had to really work on my metabolism and doing this ex- doing all this exercise, which happened just in with lockdown. Um, and so that's kind of what happened with that. I mean, it's, it makes total sense with, um, my ski accident and everything like that, that happened and whatnot. You know, for me, Pilates became quite painful, um, after my ski accident because of this whole muscle and, and metal plate rubbing situation. But then I got those out and now my knee is super strong and, and all that kind of stuff. So totally fine. It took me quite a while to be able to get to this point again in Pilates. I've done Pilates for like since year four. So you know, I had to take a break, obviously, over my ski accident time, but it's taken me a while to get where I am now because, for example, like one-legged things were really hard for me for ages. Um, even kneeling on my knee has caused my knees so much pain, that like caused my knee so much pain and all that kind of jazz. But it's been really great because it's allowed a lot of scar tissue to disappear because of all of the dynamic movements and whatnot. And you guys know that I'm a big fan of Bailey's Pilates, um, her baby fit thing, her baby fit online program. So that's kind of that's kind of like my journey with the weight loss. And and what I want to say is that what I want to say is that this was not, I repeat, not done from a place of hate for my body. And when I have clients that a couple of my girls in my certification, like picked this up, even when I was talking about it in like for themselves, they picked it up when I was talking about trauma or weight gain, they were like, okay, this is happening to me in that I'm gaining weight out of, I'm gaining weight. And then my food and my exercise is the same. Like I can't, there's no correlation with I'm eating a pile of shit food. Like, okay, then no wonder I'm gaining weight. It's like nothing else is changing. And yet I'm gaining weight. And I was talking about some of my Instagram story the other day, because it's a very, very common thread that I see where, cause it's not rocket science of like, you eat well, you exercise, your body's going to be pretty good. But if your body isn't right. Or if all of a sudden you, you know, you haven't changed anything else and you're gaining all this weight, it's not big or your skin's breaking out. It's not because of the food right? It's not because, oh my God, I need to go get like fucking Chisandra for my naturopath. No, that's a herb by the way, an adaptogen. Um, no, it's not that it is because you are probably holding on to some trauma. And so your body is creating this physical manifestation to generally speaking, it's protecting yourself is what it is. That's like generally the, in some way or another, it's protecting yourself. Like if you're having, if you've got terrible skin issues, it's like the fear, the fear of being seen, trying to protect yourself from being seen, protect yourself from like men seeing you, men taking advantage of you, 
you know, you being made fun of, like, okay, I'll hide, if, if my skin's bad, then I'll hide, and then people can't see me, people can't make fun of me, like, if there was a lot of bullying in your history, that kind of thing, and then the weight gain, a similar situation, also, like, if you have got, like, sexual trauma, for example, it's like, well, maybe you don't want to be attractive to men, because in the past, you've actually gotten, you know, in, in shitty situations because of your beauty, so you will, so your body's like, cool, I'll make myself, quote-unquote, uglier, um, and I will put on weight, or I'll make my skin break out, and therefore, I won't feel as good as my body I won't be exuding as much sex appeal and then I'll be, feel safe again if you are bigger than your friend that does not make that does not mean that you need to lose weight this is about what's natural for you we all have different body shapes and sizes and I'm here for it all but what I'm not here for what I'm not here for is this shit on Instagram that I see of all these like you know um what are they called um they're called like fat something, but it's like, it's like, it's like pro fat or something. And it's, and it's, and it's like these pro, these accounts basically where these people are eating the most horrendous food and they're advocating for it from a place of self-love. I'm like, how the fuck is that from a place of self-love? Like I literally, I literally cannot understand it. Now, what I can understand though is eating the eating ice cream, eating donuts and eating carbs when you're on holidays or when you're having some pleasure, when you're with your friends. We are so here for that. And you guys know that I always say, you know, like don't eat the gluten except when you're in Italy, right? Or like, you know, I always say to my clients as well, like, this is what we're doing except when you're out with your friends. Like I'm, I'm, you guys know I'm fucking here for the, for the soul love. And you know, we'd all rather carry a few extra kilos if that means you have a fucking social life. So I'm not saying that we need to go crazy on our food what I'm saying is can you really can you really say to yourself like honest to god can you say to yourself you eating cereal for breakfast fucking I don't know some random ass crap for lunch and then takeaway for dinner is a sign of I love my body because I can't to me a sign of I love my body is I'm gonna prepare some food because I love myself deeply that is what that is and that is taking that is a feminine practice like you're nourishing yourself you are nurturing yourself and that nurturing energy is a feminine energy right so you also can see this as a pract- a pleasure practice for yourself instead of a fucking lazy practice of like, I just can't be bothered to make food or I'm not a good cook, so I'm just going to eat crap like food out. Like, I get that sometimes you want the takeaway, you want the X, Y, and Z, and I'm here for that, guys. I'm here for that. But what I'm not here for is this... Um, advocacy of really shit food and it being a sign of body positivity like I don't see that or like major health issues and it being a sign of body positivity when really the health issues are a result of like a mass amount of sugar being consumed by that person for example so I'm I'm so here for the odd treats every now and again with done with presence done with consciousness not done from like an emotional eating like I got to cover up all my feelings and all my trauma perspective but of but instead of like a, I'm out with the girls let's get some let's get some of this like ice cream where I'm on a date or like I'm in Paris can we please eat 50 croissants a day I am here for that I tell my clients to do that I like let's celebrate life you guys know I'm a Sag. I will find any fucking reason to celebrate life, to enjoy shit. You guys would have seen when I was in Paris and whatnot. I was, we were eating gelato like fucking twice a day. It was like 10 a.m. and we're like, is it gelato time yet? Like that was us, right? I'm so here. I mean, obviously I'm allergic to gluten, so I can't eat croissants and whatnot, but I'd make him eat croissants that I would just make out with him so I can get the taste for it. Point being is I am here for that kind of lifestyle. Um, anyway, so the key takeaway that I want you guys to understand is that 
I'm giving you permission. This is an invitation that if you want to lose weight, you can do it because you love your body. As in, I am, this was me, right? Like after ski accident, I am so grateful for my body and I know that it's holding a little bit of extra weight right now. This is, this is like a couple years ago. I know that it's holding a little bit of extra weight right now. So I'm going to work on this because I love my body and I don't want it holding extra weight or extra toxic load that it does not need. Okay. And the second thing that I want you guys to take away from what I've been saying is that you can eat the exact same way as you did a year ago, but if your hormones are fucked and if you have a shit ton of trauma in your body that you haven't healed, that's going to affect you and that's going to affect your weight and your skin and whatever other health physical issues that you have. Like even one of my one-on-one clients, she's, she started working with me because she has worked, she's seen a million, she's seen naturopaths for the last four years, but nothing will budge her weight. Um, nothing will fix her skin. And as soon as she, we like started working together and as soon as she filled out her welcome form, I'm like, I'm like, I'm not fucking surprised that you can't lose weight. And I'm not fucking surprised that you can't get clear skin. Look at all this shit. Like, look at all this trauma. And it's so interesting because she's like, wow, I did not think I had trauma. Like, I thought this was nothing. And it's like, and and the problem why, the reason why she thought it was nothing was it was nothing in compared to other people. And this can be such a problematic story that we tell ourselves. And, and you guys will have heard me say my, my example before with my ski accident. But this can be a problematic situation of like, my problem isn't big enough to get help because someone else's problem is worse. Guys, there is always going to be someone else that's worse off, but that does not mean that your situation is not valid. That does not mean that your trauma isn't valid. That does not mean that your trauma isn't affecting your body. It still is, right? So it doesn't matter. Like if you, like I've had clients where they've, where they've had siblings that have murdered, been murdered. And I've had clients that have had just the, like just little mummy and daddy issues. It doesn't matter. It's all trauma. Trauma is on a spectrum, but it is all trauma. So big traumas are like rape, murder, growing up in poverty, that kind of stuff. Um, and then, and then smaller traumas are your classic mummy and daddy issues, mum saying no to you when you were little, you know, family fights, that kind of stuff. And then there's the more middle trauma where it's like divorce or you getting left in the supermarket, you know, you know, like, you know, when like you're in the supermarket when you're little and then you like can't find your mum and she's just like in the aisle next door, that's traumatic. They're all examples of trauma. And they, if they are, if they are traumatic enough, they can create a real imprint in our subconscious and in our field and in our body. And that will affect the way that our physical body is presenting itself for us. So even after our first session with this particular client, the next morning she was like, no, it was the next morning. And then I think it was a week later or or a couple days later, she said, I feel like I feel so much lighter. I feel like I've already lost weight. I feel like I've lost a ginormous amount of energetic weight from my body. She feels so much more less stressed. Her relationships already improved. Her relationship with her son has improved. Like just from one session of doing like a fraction of the trauma work that I'm doing with her. Um, and, and that kind of stuff. And it's just like, so I just, I want this episode to be validation for you. If you'd like to lose weight, I want this episode to be validation. If you don't think that you have trauma, baby fucking do. Um, and I want this to be validation and a validation and invitation for you to do whatever work that you want to do, despite whether you think someone else has it worse off than you. I don't care. I also don't care. And I also 
yeah, I also give you an invitation. I also don't care. Even if you, so like, for example, when I wanted to lose weight, I was by no means fat, by no means was I overweight. It doesn't matter. You don't need to be overweight per se to want to lose weight. If you're like, my body's holding on to a bit of extra weight than what it should be, you can still want to lose weight. It do, and, and also, because of all body positivity, it does not mean that you're then saying, my friend is overweight. It does not then, it does not mean that you're then saying all of my friends now have to do this. No, this is about you. And if some, if your friend that's maybe a size bigger than you, for example, internalizes it as, oh my God, if she thinks she has to lose weight, then what must she think of me? That's her own body image issues. That's her own body image issues. Okay, guys, um, this is about you. This is about you. So let me just check my notes. Let me see if anything else I want to put. I wrote down a few things to make sure I mentioned. Oh, I also want to say that when I, so you guys would probably know this. I don't share my food that much on my Instagram anymore, but if you scroll right down, you'd see it and you can see it on my website or whatever. I eat really, really healthy. Um, like the most unhealthy thing that I do is drink alcohol. Um, and even then I'll have one glass of wine cause that fucks me up. Um, I get the worst hangover from like literally one glass of wine and my skin breaks out. Um, but I'll have that if it's like more of like a classy kind of thing. Otherwise I am a tequila soda kind of person. I stick to spirits because it's the healthiest option anyway. Beside the point, point being is I naturally very, very, very healthy. And that is done from a place of love. I don't eat healthy cause I'm like, Oh my God, I have to stay skinny. I eat healthy because I don't want to feel shit in my body and I want my body to be nourished every day and I respect my body and I appreciate my body and I'm grateful for my body. So I eat in a way that is supportive to my body and to my health and to my longevity. That's why I do it. I often have people asking like how I'm so disciplined with my food, but for me, it doesn't actually feel that way. It doesn't feel like I'm really, really disciplined at all. Eating and exercising like I do, it's a way of life. I hate feeling shit in my body, guys. I hate not exercising in the morning. Fuck. I've been budging a sore throat for the past week and I would keep exercising. Not because, and like I would do much more gentler exercises, obviously. Not because I hated my body and because I was like, I have to stay fit, fit. I have to keep my abs. I have to keep whatever. It was because I'm like, if I don't exercise, I'm going to fall asleep at my fucking desk. Like I need to, my body knows we start the day with exercise. That's how we fucking fuel the brain. So I, I would do like a more like gentler kind of Pilates, but still get like a little bit of a, you know, the blood pumping basically, or I would do some rebounding or whatever, which is jumping, jumping on a trampoline. Anyway, which you generally can't do in apartments unless you have like really tall ceilings like I do, but I'm not in an apartment. I'm in a house. Anyway, Point being is I exercise every day because I love my body and I love the way it makes me feel. And I don't exercise in a hateful way. I don't kill myself at the gym. I don't do hit every day. You guys know this. I exercise very intentionally with my cycle, which is, which is, which again, exercising like that is a form of self-love. It's a form of self-respect. I kind of fucking hate the word self-love. I love self-respect, but it is loving myself. And it's like deep self-respect for my body. And I eat well from a place of deep self-respect for my body. I take supplements when I come home from drinking from a place of deep self-respect for my body. I don't drink very often from a place of deep self-respect for my body. When I do drink, it's because my soul is getting nourished whilst I'm doing it. I'm with friends. I'm at a new bar. I'm having an experience. I don't drink to cover up my feelings. Actually, I will I lie. I've drunk. I've done that once. I've done that twice. I did it once when I had to cancel my New York event. 
this year because of corona. Nothing could make my stress go away from doing that. And I went to the sauna to try and sweat it out and everything. I did like a one half hour sauna to try and sweat it out. Nothing worked. And I I actually have no shame about this, just to be really honest. But I also am just like, wow, I, I, that's how bad. That's how, that's how much... I felt for canceling my event because I love my event so much and I can't wait to be able to do another one. I went to the bottle shop and I bought a bottle of Casamigos tequila, which is my favorite tequila, came home and my team was at my big loft at the point at the time because I'd flown them over from like overseas and I'd flown them for my event and they were sitting there and I walked in dripping in sweat from the sauna still with a bottle of tequila, opened it and poured myself a glass. And I think I probably drank half the bottle. I was fucked that night, like absolutely destroyed, but it was the only thing that would actually allow me to get out of my head and like, and, um, and to like, to de-stress and then when my account got hacked that Friday night when the fate when the hackers were facetiming me that was so traumatic I had to have a drink to like relax my nervous system I actually sometimes find if I'm very if I'm very like it's medicinal if I'm very intentional alcohol can be very medicinal it can actually help me to relax um if I'm very intentional about it now I know I know I know that um chemically speaking alcohol raises your cortisol levels but energetically for me I often find Sometimes having a weekend where I've had a few drinks, it actually allows me to be really relaxed the next week for some reason. There's no, I don't know if there's any science behind this. This is just my observation from myself and from a few of my clients as well. Anyway, beside the point, I've gone through my phases of drinking and not drinking. I like to drink for my like soul nourishment and for the social side. And I go through phases of drinking and not drinking in terms of just like, you know, life kind of things. But I do, but then I come home and I take my supplements, not because I'm like, oh my God, I can't believe I went out drinking. I take my supplements because I'm like, I love my body. I want to do that for myself. Okay. And, and I also eat gelato and pasta in Italy because I love my body and because I love my soul and because I love life. So I do it all, but I do it all from a place of love and not emotional trauma where I'm trying to cover up shit through food, if that makes sense. Um, I also want to just preface as humans, we're actually wired to be addicted to sugar. So it's very easy to get addicted to sugar and then use this whole term body love as a way to like eat sugar all the time I'm finding. And we, we are calorie storers. Like we are calorie storers. It's a protective mechanism. And so it's much more appealing to eat things that take no time to prepare. Like think about it in the caveman days, why would you choose the hardest option? No, we want, we want nourishment quickly and quickly and simply, especially if you live in a highly stressed situation. That's why when you're really stressed, you will grab the easiest thing. And it's a stress response and because your body wants something fast and quick. So it's really easy to see then why we kind of get into these habits of eating this way. Um, and we then use fucking body like positivity as a way to cover it up sometimes. And I just, and I'm not saying this is what everyone's doing. I'm just like, I'm just bringing light to a subject that I think is important to talk about. Um, so yeah, again, to me, people that are advocating body positivity or whatever and eating crap food or body love or self-love, whichever, whichever fucking phrase, I feel like they're all interchangeable, whichever phrase you want to use and eating crap food, it doesn't make it all eating crap food all the time and putting it on Instagram being like, I can eat 10 donuts and it's body love that and all the time that makes no fucking sense to me. In my mind, that's hating your body. That's not respecting your body. That's not supporting your body. That's, that is total disruption for your vessel that fights for you every fucking day. 
So the least that you can do is support it. And like, when I think about that, if my body supports me every day, that alone makes me fucking love my body. That alone makes me have so much gratitude for my body of like, you know, I put it through all this stress, you know, we live in, we live in an environment where there is a lot of, especially if you live in a big city where there is a lot of toxic load and everything. My body's been through so many physical issues. If like I've had, I don't, I haven't had very many mental issues besides all my feminine stuff with that, with that side of the story. I haven't had any like depression or I don't have any, I don't suffer from major anxiety, but I've had a lot of physical issues with my body. You guys would know, like I've had, I think five surgeries on my mouth, I was born. I was born missing six adult teeth. So I've had a lot of surgeries. I've I've had bone grafts, bone removed in my mouth. I've had jaw surgery. I've had um, implants in my mouth. I've had. I said I've had bone grafts. Um, I've obviously had like three surgeries on my legs. I've had Quincy before, which is like tonsillitis times fifty. You have to go to the hospital and get your tonsils drained. Uh, I've had a lot. I've had a lot of physical ailments, and so. I just am like, I'm so grateful when my body is really, really healthy and I want to continue to keep it that way. So I do that all from a place of deep, deep love and respect to my body. Okay. So bottom line, if you are struggling with emotional eating, with any of this weight loss stuff, with any of this trauma stuff, and you want to get it fixed once and for all, and you're like, thank you, Monica, for my fucking permission slip to do this from a place of love for my body, please DM me about Queen Alchemy so you can get one of the last spaces for this year. Otherwise, you'll have to wait till February, and that is too fucking long to wait. So please get on that. There are payment plans. All the details are on my website. Please don't send me a DM being like, how much is it on the fucking website? Um, And like, I want to welcome you in. I want to help you with this because it's frustrating And it's frustrating, like, when you look in the mirror and people put this expectation of, like, you should just love your body the way it is. But you look at your body and you're like, but my body is struggling and I can see that. So how can I how can I love my body like this when it's struggling? You can be grateful for your body for the way it is but it's hard to love it. And this is what's key. If you have gratitude around your body and you want to change it in terms of like make it healthy and make it better, that to me is body love. If you don't have gratitude around your body and you're like, if I'm skinnier, I'll be happier. That is like a more of a a body image issue. Does that make sense? So the key thing is if you are grateful for your body and you want to change it, that to me can be done from a place of love, which is what I do with my clients as like a part of what I do. But if you are like, no, 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 I hate my body and I will only love it when it's skinnier. That's like a body image issue, which we can still fix. Does that make sense? So just notice the difference because for me and for my clients, it's like, I love my body and I'm grateful for it the way that it is. And because I love my body, I would like to make it better and I would like to feel healthier in my body. And like, it's really beautiful that when you obviously see those physical results and you can look in the mirror and you're like, fuck, my body's happy. Like my weight looks good. I'm, I'm at it. I'm at my body's equilibrium. I'm not, I'm not like, I'm not skinny in a bad way. I've got the right amount of body fat for holding a baby, which is important as a woman. Um, it's all, I'm not, I don't, I do not advocate getting ripped and having no body fat where that's not healthy for your cycle whatsoever. Um, which I probably have talked about before. We, we want to keep the curves. It's important, all that kind of stuff. And you guys know, like I take a very holistic approach because I'm so knowledgeable in all these areas. So I would never advocate for that whatsoever. Um, but it's not wrong to want some like definition. It's not wrong to want to lose a little bit of weight. It's not wrong to want your clothes to feel a little bit nicer. It's not wrong at all. No, 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 no. 
All right. Anyway, that was a long episode, but I hope, I hope that it was a really, really good one. Um, if this did resonate for you guys, can you please share it on your Instagram stories? Because it will just allow your friends to get that permission piece, men and women, men and women. It will allow them to get that permission piece of like, I'm allowed to do this from a place of body love. Cause believe it or not, men also have body image issues, guys. Um, believe that or not. So this is for everybody. Um, so please share on your Instagram stories if this was helpful for you. And if you haven't already left a review, can you please do it? Please, please, please. So many of you guys sent me the most amazing DMs, which I'm so grateful for. I love, 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 love them. They absolutely make my day and my heart explodes. And if you could literally just copy and paste that shit into a podcast review, I'd be double as grateful because then other women see it and they're like, damn, okay, I need to listen to this chick. Um, so yeah, I really hope this was helpful for you guys. Please join Queen Alchemy if you want to. I have one space for a one-on-one client starting in February if any of you want that. I am also going to be open up being, I'm going to also be opening up BABA for early enrollment this year, which means that you can start doing all the feminine business stuff, um, over the next few months and do that over the holiday break and whatnot. So once we start the live component next year, you've had plenty of time to go through all the content. So if you're wanting to join BABA early, make sure that you get, make sure that you get on that. Cause it will also mean that you can do like a longer payment plan, which means it can be more doable for some of you. Um, oh, and, 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 and I am upgrading my turning off your period problems program. So keep a lookout for that. Cause I'm actually going to do it as a live, a live round, which will be really awesome for you to get all of your period issues sorted on like the physical side of things, not so much the emotional side and the energetic side, that's queen alchemy, but the physical side of things. Um, and that's going to be a pretty low cost offering. So make sure that you, um, are watching my Instagram stories on my email list. So you don't miss that. And then I also have a very exciting program about how to stop emasculating men that I will also be filming, uh, over like my ski break in a bougie ski chalet, as long as everything goes to plan, which it fucking will be a manifesting. So that is also to come so many exciting things to come guys. So make sure that you're on the email list, keep a lookout, all that jazz. And yeah, thank you as per usual. I think that is everything that I wanted to talk about with you guys. I hope that you got lots of chicken nuggets out of today's episode. I hope that it gave you the validation that you need, or not the validation, the the permission, that's the word I was saying, validation, but I actually fucking meant permission, didn't I? Um, I hope this episode gave you the permission that you, um, that you maybe needed to allow yourself to be like, yeah, I am allowed to fucking lose weight. That doesn't make me a bad person. Um, cause I definitely feel like now, like these days, sometimes saying I want to lose weight, people then go, Oh my God, like, do you have body image issues? And it's like, no, I just want to lose weight. Like losing a desire to lose weight or be healthier does not mean that you have body image issues or like body dysmorphia. It does not mean that you have an eating disorder. Like it's the way that you do it. It's the energy that you go into it with. So anyway, I'm going to shut the fuck up now. We're nearly on an hour. Um, it'll be over an hour by the time I put the intro and outro on. And I need to have a fucking break from talking. Anyway, I love you guys. Thank you so much. And I will talk to you all soon. Bye. Well, thank you so much for tuning in. I hope that you got lots of chicken nuggets out of today's episode. I would be really, really grateful if you'd be able to leave me a review and a star rating that you think is appropriate, hopefully five. And if you could share this podcast so that I can help more women live a life of flow and ease, I would be so fucking grateful. Make sure you tag me in it on Instagram so I can personally thank you because I know so many of my clients 
have found me literally because their friends have posted about my podcast on their Instagram story. And I just want to help as many women as possible. So by you sharing it, I would be so fucking grateful. And I'm sure your friends would be too. If you do want to welcome me, please do check out my website, all those details. And of course, you can DM me on Instagram with any other questions. If you have any podcast things you want me to talk about, any ideas, any feedback, I am always open to it. And I always love hearing what you guys have to say. So please don't hesitate about that either. I will catch you on the flip side. Have an amazing day or night wherever you are. 